0: hello friends it's caitlin and chicanica with get checkered get checkered is part of the alberta podcast network locally grown and community supported hey gal how are you
1: bonjour i'm good how are you
0: i am so tired um (laughs) i know what is like what is this existence um it's actually been so nice in the city you were here for thanksgiving how was that
1: I was yes so I was there drove out on Thursday um and then drove back on Tuesday so it was a nice extended long weekend had two dinners bless all the families involved thank you thank you um (laughs) yeah great weather cold in the mornings cold overnight um when I was driving back on Tuesday it was actually like hovering zero is I was just before Canmore like the dead man's flat area I'm like oh, I'm not ready for that. I mean its the middle of October should be, but I'm not. It was cool because it was like cloud inversion and you're driving through them. I'm like, oh it's just so pretty. yeah just, we're very lucky. By the time you get to Camloops, though, it's like plus 21 and Bluebird Day I'm like, huh <laughs> All the time Um but, how
0: long is the drive?
1: Um, so on the way out it was about 12 hours because it had a detour down through radium Fun. and then on the way back it was like 11 <laughs> well, you truly drive for the whole day hey I listened to so many podcasts <laughs> I was I really thought oh now's the time to like put an audiobook on and because I haven't been able to read school has been hectic to say the least. So yeah. I'm like, oh maybe get my books in through audiobooks. No, I didn't do that because I I don't know my like Calgary Public Library login. I have a logged in on my computer. And that's the only way I can access it. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah just I did my favorite murder podcast for 12 hours times two.
0: Oh my God.
1: I can tell you a lot about them right now. They were fun. They were great.
0: Yeah they're always so fun. They're a great time.
1: Yeah, that's that's me pretty much. <laughs> flying in schoolwork. I'm not the only one though. This semester is just yeah. absolutely knocking us around, unfortunately.
0: And Caitlin has to get everything done though, because Anisha and I, like we mentioned last week, are flying in November. Um, I haven't booked my flight yet, but Flair is having a 30% discount sale right now today. So I'm going to book it today.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Food's coming in the 9th to the 13th. Yeah, I think I'm going to come the Thursday
0: until the Monday. So I think we're off by like one day.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's exciting. And also my father (laughs) is coming down on Monday. So I'm trying to get everything done before he gets into... Oh, that's so great. I know. It'll be nice to have that around. He... If you guys, you've probably never met my father. I know how many people I <laughs> um He is pretty animate that he does not like to go to big cities. Um, yeah. I'm like, fair. There's a lot of people, lots of traffic. E- but he finally agreed to come visit me in Vancouver. So I'm quite, quite happy about that. <laughs> um, I got put in. Well, thank you, Nicole. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but thank you, Nicole, for signing me up <laughs> for a presentation next Thursday. Um, because otherwise it would have been me driving, not signing up, and I would have been stuck doing this presentation today. Ooh. I'm prepared to the next level. So yeah, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> but put two and two together that my father is in town. So I actually asked my like program director if my dad can come in and watch. she's like, Of course. I told oh, that's sister, so can sweet. I come in and cheer? I'm like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, <have> I <laughs> love that. Oh, he's gonna be so proud so yeah yeah my father is gonna learn about molten carbonate fuel cells that sounds so fun Bumped. um <laughs> I know. anyways that's pretty much my life uh
0: how are you yeah just like trying to um I had more extended family come in last weekend or yeah for Thanksgiving which has been exhausting it's been three weeks in a row we've done stuff with our extended family which I love I'm very lucky my mom has like seven other, six other brothers and sisters. So huge family. I'm very close with my cousins. Um, But it's just a lot. And because this house is basically empty now, they all stay here. Um, So it's like, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Um, But yeah, other than that, work has finally gone back to normal a little bit. So I've been able to like live my life and schedule things a bit more. The last two weeks have been crazy at the office. So it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Um, but our flagship accelerator is finally ending um, this cohort. So, thank God, their pitch day is on Tuesday, and we've got nothing for a little bit, which is really, really nice. Um, but there's just a lot of stuff happening. There's a, a Fintech award that we're giving out tomorrow night, so I get to go to a little party with d c Bank. Fun. um, but yeah, that's my life. I'm just trying to like get a hold of things. I'm also trying to figure out skiing this year because oh, I didn't even tell you. I broke my phone like really badly. What? Cuz I I dropped it when I was dog sitting. If, if I think I talked about it on the podcast actually. It was the first time I didn't have my phone case on and I was like, "Oh my god, of course." But I was like, "Okay, it's fine. It's it's whatever." But then I dropped it again, and I was like, "Oh no, it's fine." The OtterBox is on it. Absolutely not. The back is like only staying in place because I have a phone case on it.
1: Oh, like, oh no, that's funny.
0: And do you know how expensive phones are, folks? Oh. It's a lot of money. And I'm flying to Sri Lanka in December. A flight is two grand to go to Sri Lanka. So it's just, it's just like when it rains it pours. In other news, though, I also got a raise, which is very nice. But basically, all that money is going to
1: go towards buying a new phone. Oh my god
0: you know okay
1: on that note though let's put a positive on that you can get a nice new phone (laughs) and actually so your girl went back to iphone yeah because um i apple has like zero percent financing right now
0: oh my god i definitely need that like
1: look Uh, how bad this is it is barely holding
0: on i don't know if you can see it it's like shanny yeah i can see
1: it over webcam
0: (laughs) It's so bad. real bad, guys. It's real bad. Um okay, yeah, so. but look into this Apple financing stuff. I know, but you know me, I'm not like an Apple girly. So uh Google's dropping a new I, that's I say that while I have okay, and to be very clear, I'm a the Mac, Mac girly yes. through and through. <laughs> I've had a MacBook since I can like, have laptops. However, <laughs> I really like my Android phone. So um, and Google is dropping a new Pixel, so I'm like, okay. And then off contract though, it's gonna be like a thousand four hundred. I'm like, Jesus Christ,
1: ew. Yeah,
0: might be the gift out by myself. Anyways, that's my life. Broke my phone. My family's not around anymore, thank God. And um, I got a raise, which is nice. But now all of it's just gonna go to wedding stuff for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> oh
1: my God! Yeah, your 2023 is booked.
0: Solid. Yeah. Starting in December. Wild. (laughs) I am, um, my bank account will hate it, but that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Should we get started?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. We actually, I think there's a lot of talking points. Not a lot of notes, but a lot of talking points. Yeah. Because So
0: obviously we're in Japan, which is really exciting. It's the first time Caitlin and I saw this race and it was (laughs) not what we expected, I suppose, but we'll dive into that. Uh, The first thing we wanted to touch on is like confirmation that Pierre is joining Alpine, but specifically just that the boys Esteban and Pierre seem to be like bearing the hatchet, trying to like move on as you should. I think they should. Um, I don't know if anyone saw, but Esteban posted the, cu- the cutest little tweet with like a baby picture of them and then them more recently and said how they're going to do it for their country. Um, I think it's just so sweet. It's just so sweet. I thought it was really sweet, but you added this other note, which I had no idea about.
1: Excuse me. <laughs> so I got this from Reddit. So <laughs> complete <laughs> rumor, but part of the agreement um, their respective families can each attend two races a season, but they cannot be at the same races. Um, so there's still like, I guess they're, they're still animosity. They're signing a contract and they're going to be teammates, yes, and they're doing it for their country, yes. Alpine is a better car than the Alpha Tower car this year, so of course Pierre would yeah. take that one. Um, and they're playing nice right now, but they might not. There's I... I see this being drama
0: (laughs) especially if they're very close right so if you know they're battling it out for a p5 or something I can I can see this not going well I wonder what it is though with the families because I think it's interesting if the boys have issues but for there to be an agreement with the families seems like this is way more intense than oh he stole my girlfriend or
1: something I feel it, like it could just be complete drama fabricated <laughs> lies but I feel like yeah it's more than just that and even if it was just that like they told their families and based on the families knowing each other from before yeah 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 I get that good point there's so much history with the two of them and I don't know they could probably be at the same race but I don't know the personalities of the families maybe they are really spicy <laughs> who
0: knows <laughs> So basically we have our eyes peeled for next year just to keep a pulse on what's going on with them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, With all this confirmation though, it came down that Daniel Ricardo will not have a seat for 2023 and that he's looking ahead to 2024. Um, I honestly think we predicted this. Like I think everyone did. Um, I think his best shot, honestly, is just like trying to finish off the next four races in the best possible way. But it's really sad. But maybe this is what he needs. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, I read some very good points that align with my existing thoughts, some confirmation bias, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but they're like, Daniel Ricardo made bad career moves. Um, in yeah. contrast to someone who like Carlos Sainz, who did very good career moves, uh-huh. right? Um, he moved up the chain and Daniel definitely kind of went down the chain. Um, yeah. Well, moving to McLaren after Renault, you thought it was going to be fine, but it just, it wasn't for him and he looked like a, it was poor performance mm-hmm. every time he moved teams. Um, and But a lot of people were saying like in terms of performance he's gone down, but money, he keeps making money for like mediocre showings. Like great yeah. money. So is he really winning? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. So
0: what are your thoughts? I don't know. I think, um, okay, at the end of the day, if you're making a lot of money, like why does anything else matter? However, like this is someone who was genuinely convinced he was going to be a world champion, right? He's a competitive person. He We saw some really cool moves with him this year. Didn't he do like a double overtake this year? I feel like that happened. Like he's showing that he has racecraft, but I just think the reality of it is even with him saying like I'm looking forward to 2024, I'm like, how though? Because there's so many young kids coming up now. And if you aren't keeping performance, then what happens? I just really hope that he looks at other. We said it like IndyCar. Just go to IndyCar. Still make more money, but like race because that's what you love. And who knows, maybe you can come out on top there. But I don't know. I just, I do feel bad. It's like
1: unfortunate that it was like, it was forced away from him.
0: That's exactly like it's unfortunate that this is the ending versus like even Seb obviously is retiring, but he's been like in not the best car, but putting in a pretty solid performance in that car. It's like Danny is not in a great car, but even last year, it wasn't great. So it's just, it just, it's not, it's not a good feeling, especially, I also think that maybe there's a bit more of an emotional tie because we followed him so much in Drive to Survive 2, mm-hmm. where you're like watching him leave Red Bull and like for four years, he's like such an integral character, essentially. And now you're in this position where it's
1: like, that's, that's, that's all she wrote. <laughs> um prediction do you think he'll come back in 2024 no what are the odds? no None. <laughs> no. I think no I think
0: absolutely not as mm, I mean I have say never, never say never but I, I think that the challenge is Fernando Alonso has always been a really good driver so even though he's come back left come back whatever he's always like shown his race craft um, and it's obviously the Daniel can't, but I'm just like, where would he go? Like what, <laughs> where would he go? How about you? Do you think he will be back in
1: 2024? No, I I'm thinking it's along the lines of a 95%, no 5% maybe because you don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. Um, yeah, kind of just to agree with what you were saying. He's not leaving on a good note. So, mm-hmm. so no one's going to think he's at a good place when he wants to come back. Like, unless yeah. he's an Indian, he starts performing really well. They'll be like, oh, he's still got it. But unless he does something like that, he's leaving with a really bad taste in everyone's mouth.
0: Yeah, and I, it makes me wonder. So remember Esteban was out for a year. What did he do during that year? I know he was reserve for yeah. another team, but it's like, what do you do? Like, how do you stay in it? Um, because he's not even a reserve driver. <laughs> like, oh. well, I think that's a big, like...
1: He could have been reserved, but all the reserve drivers are actually very good in contending for spots too at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> is- like he could, he can maybe get a Mercedes spot in 2024 if Lewis retires, but there's still other people that would probably get chosen before Danny. Ray. Yeah.
0: Oh, <sighs> it's so sad. It um. I made this note because I'm just like confused. So the chaos around the cost cap continues. I actually have an update um, because Toto was being spicy and I saw it all (laughs) over Twitter. It was really funny. So it was confirmed that Aston Martin actually made like a clerical error, like a procedural error when they were filling out their submission. Mm. So I don't think it's actually like a cost situation. Red Bull did go over. Um, but in terms of how they specified it, they said it went into catering and like employee benefits. So leave and stuff like that, but this is where it gets confusing because according to all the documentation they put out, when the FIA was like, we're doing a cost cap. this is what's covered. This is what's not covered medical leave and other employee benefits aren't under the cost cap. So I just don't, I'm confused. <laughs> They can so that basically means they can spend as much as they want in employee benefits and it won't, it shouldn't impact anything. Um so I, I'm just confused in general about what's going on. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, oh my gosh, like if and I see both sides of it where folks were like, you know, Red Bull's taking care of their team, like that's important. It really is. Okay. However, what's confusing is that it is not under the cost cap. So to have those as reasons is just very bizarre. Um, I don't know, Caitlin, I don't know if you read anything up on this, but I was just like, I don't know what's happening.
1: (laughs) Um, No, I didn't read anything particularly insightful. But as soon as I saw the news that Aston Martin and Red Bull were the headlines, I was like, yes, of course they are. Yeah. We called this in the last episode. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, just seeing this for the first time, your notes, it's like Red Bull saying they went over on these two, but these two were not under the cost cap requirement. Like first instinct, maybe I have trust issues with them, but I don't believe that that's they <laughs> went over on. Right. I'm like, maybe they just like need to go
0: through the finances again. Maybe they allocated funds in a weird way. Maybe the FIA made a mistake, but I'm just like, something is not adding up to, for me personally. Um,
1: this is gonna drag on again
0: again because the FIA can't do shit and we'll talk about that because it's annoying Um, but (laughs) Toto was very spicy about it he was like oh if they don't get like a serious penalty because as y'all know when the cost cost cap came in I forget who it was but one of the head guys at the FIA was like If you go over, you will lose like points in the constructors. Like he was being that serious about the impact. Um, And Toto recently was saying like, if they don't get penalized, like if Red Bull gets penalized, but it's like a $50,000 fine for going over like several millions, he's like, we're going over next year. Like he said that.
1: (laughs) That's that's definitely going to be the thing, right? Like if it is like a cost benefit analysis, Um, yeah we can go over by this much but gain this much advantage and have to pay a small fee like of course they're going to do it so yeah exactly it better be a severe one I don't know what is constant I don't know what makes it severe um or how severe to be but we shall see yeah
0: and I I'm totally with him but I think it's so funny because it's like truly honey is like who's gonna outspend Mercedes no one
1: (laughs) I noticed that um, <laughs> Christian Horner now has Red Bull Racing team principal and CEO next to his name. Oh, because that's what Toto always had. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Christian trying to move up be a little, <laughs> be a little Toto. <laughs> I mean, oh, God.
0: But it's true. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. You no know what? like if people are just going to blow the cost cap out of the water, guess what? Mercedes will run away with it also the team is not happy with the car anyways and a lot of it came down to they like, just couldn't develop it the way that they wanted so if the FIA doesn't come down hard I I think you're spot on Caitlin they're going to look at all right we could win and maybe be fine fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars that's like a drop in the bucket like they mm-hmm. don't
1: <laughs> absolutely so I don't know we'll see time will tell and it's going to take more time because red bull is lying and dragging this out is my suspicion (laughs) on that lovely note want to give us the track facts for japan which is so exciting on a happier note um so pretty much you guys my track facts are from wikipedia um very comprehensive i was looking at other places and it was just confirming what wiki said so i was like okay wiki say less okay so (laughs) um japan um many 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 people know this is an island country in eastern asia this is part of the ring of fire um vancouver's i'm pretty sure it's also part of the ring of fire it's on the pacific coast of north america but it's like the ring of fire is the zone of like a lot of volcano eruptions and lots of earthquakes um so that's my (laughs) (laughs) tie. Japan is the 11th most populous country in the world and is one of the most densely populated and also very urbanized. Um, it's constituted of 47 administrative prefectures and eight traditional regions. Um, Wiki says it's been inhabited since 30,000 BC. Um, so it's got a lot of history. I know. I didn't even hit me when you said that. I was like,
0: yeah oh okay that's a lot like,
1: oh yeah like I'm not gonna try and touch things. <laughs> but it's got Wild. a lot of, um very rich um history and, and I'll put this note up here beautiful beautiful culture and yeah. art um amazing contributions to science and technology um so I visited Japan after graduating from my undergrad in Loved it. I went to like how many places and I loved every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just yeah, like Japan, I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, it is currently the third largest economy by nominal GDP in the world and also oh. the world's highest life expectancy. I actually did know this. Did you know this?
0: Yeah, I did know this one.
1: Yeah, and um yeah, impressive. Um so kind of narrowing in now. Uh, The Mi Prefecture um, is kind of the prefecture that we're racing in. Um, The capital city is Sioux and Yokachi is the largest city. Um, So this prefecture is on the eastern coast of the Kai Peninsula. Um, I think it's a little bit south of Tokyo because I'm pretty sure this um, peninsula was where Allison Beveridge and the indoor track cyclists um had to we're racing actually and we're staying in that area. Mm. We we're supposed to go and see her, and we would have trained down there, but I mean, okay, <laughs> 2020, it was <a> time. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then so this meat prefecture is a popular tourist destination. It has some of the oldest and holiest sites in Shinto, which is the traditional religion of Japan. Um, and those are the I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing them wrong I'm really not trying to be insensitive I'm trying though I'm trying to say it right Ise Grand Shrine and the Tsubaki Grand, Sh- Grand Sh- Shrine um <laughs> particularly bad pronunciation today apparently <laughs> um, <laughs> so, bad within the prefecture um we go down to Suzuka City um this is approximately 200,000 people um they have some major factories for both sharp and honda oh, and interesting fact as of april 2004 all garbage information and local signage is to be in japanese and portuguese not english what is that? apparently like they they teach a good amount of portuguese and spanish in there and it was a controversial city council decision but they passed <laughs> all right
0: suzuka you do yo your...
1: what so portuguese people if you speak portuguese maybe this is a good place to try in japan who knows okay and then going to narrow down to the circuit so we're at the yeah. circuit this is generally regarded as one of the most challenging circuits um, and a driver favorite it is in contract until at least 2024 it is the mm-hmm. only figure eight track in the f1 calendar right um, yeah. it's 5.8 kilometers long and typically for the race you'll get 53 laps and the current lap record goes to Lewis Hamilton back in 2019. Oh, our boy. Right. Um, there was a lot about the Japanese Grand Prix. <laughs> okay, so this Grand Prix is later on in the season um, and has actually had a lot of title deciding races here. A total of 13 champions have been crowned. Including or not, Max, I, I'm not sure. I didn't do the counting myself. Again, for from- me. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> the season they race here, there is lots of rain, and that's for a lot of the races. And yeah. I remember hearing the commentators being like, why don't they just hold it in spring, like during cherry blossom season? I'm like, oh, yeah,
0: why Seriously, <laughs> though? Because like we paid the price this time with them doing it when they do it.
1: Absolutely. Um, so the first two Japanese Grand Prix were held at the Fuji Speedway. So further north in the 1976 and 1977 the first GP oh so 1976 it was the title decider between James oh. and Niki Lauda and that was hey. the season the movie Rush is based upon and so the last race at Suzuka was that race I love um, that I think that's yeah. so great high end. <laughs> um but okay so oh the god Japanese <laughs> have Sorry. a history of just like back-to-backs so 1976 was between James Hunt and Niki Lauda. Um, and then the 1977 race was again won by James Hunt who won that 1976 race. Um, so he won again in 1977, but the car of Gilles Villeneuve went into a spectator area and killed two people. Um, the GP wouldn't be held again for another decade. Holy shit. It was supposed to go to Suzuka in 1985. Um, but rebuilding was taking too long, and they started holding it in 1987. So the 1988 Suzuka race was the title decider between Alain Prost and Ayrton Senna, um, awesome. where Senna had a big comeback in wet conditions um, to win it. And then 1989 was again eventful between again Prost and Senna. They bumped. Um, Prost. So they bumped. Yeah. This is knowing Prost would win if Senna DNF'd, a DNF'd. wild, right? And they had a bump. <laughs> um, but Senna, actually, I guess he got back in the car and like he got a push in the car. He got racing again. He got the checkered flag, but he got disqualified over a technicality. People are like, oh, he got help from external. But it's like you can do that if your driver's life is like at risk or something, or if you're in that terrible, like of a position. Um, but he got pulled on a different technicality, and Prost won that race and season. Jesus Christ, after all of
0: that, oh my god, we need to watch that race, game I know, okay,
1: but, but we're not done. 1990 again between Prost and Senna, but it was this year knowing Senna was going to win it if Prost DNF. So, again, <laughs> they have a little boom boom. <laughs> um and again because the FI last year deemed it a racing incident they this year deemed it a racing incident um and yeah Senna won that (laughs) one that's so wild to me absolutely um and so that was at the Suzuka track oh did I even mention that yeah you did oh yeah okay back to yeah okay so they went back to the Fuji Speedway in 2007 and 2008 Um, And then back to Suzuka in 2009. was supposed to go back to Fuji in 2010. But Toyota, who owns Fuji Speedway, kind of pulled out due to the economic downturn. Yeah. Uh, And fun fact, Honda owns Suzuka. So, kind of cool. So, we go to the 2014 race at Suzuka. And again, a very eventful race for very bad, unfortunate reasons. So, a typhoon typhoon right okay can we just
0: like take a second here how do they not know that a typhoon is coming
1: that's something
0: that you can tell in any weather tracker ever and this is 2014
1: of course they have that technology sorry that's all continue (laughs) (laughs) yep so a typhoon hits the circuit um Jules Bianchi spins off the track and hits a crane um after which he was taken to hospital and placed in a coma and he passed away nine months later um, due Ugh. to injuries. So tying into this race, we see why a lot of alarm was with Pierre when he sees something on the track as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. OK, we'll get back to that <laughs> point later. But um, track facts, like Michael Schumacher here has most number of wins at six, Lewis Hamilton at four, and our boy Sub, no, Lewis Hamilton at five, sorry, seb with four and you know seb just loves this track i know it's so cute i think i saw it was in that f1 thing the like lap by lap and they had something about him and he was like well if anyone wants to like needs a replacement at this track like i can <laughs> like <I'll> there <laughs> what an oh, angel awesome. I love um and then in regards to constructors mclaren has nine wins here and that's more than anyone else
0: wild that's so much information it's interesting that it's like one of the more challenging tracks but like a driver favorite but has this like kind of crazy weather and just a lot of history
1: hey a lot of history and they like technically not as many races as some of the European ones but yeah (laughs) just a lot of stuff has happened maybe that's why they want to keep it at this point of the season because it is so dramatic (laughs) Oh,
0: God, I think the race that we watched was dramatic for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we dive into the race, we're going to have a quick ad break and we're actually not reading it for the first time. You get to listen to this from Connect First. Welcome to Super Typical Mega Bank. How can we disappoint you today? Hi, uh, I'd like to open an account. May hey, I pressure you into considering a pro-disadvantage, high regret, and personal everyday inconvenience savings plan with added
1: compounded confusion and no additional discount or apology? It's one of our top disappointers. I feel so disappointed? Yeah. Another unsatisfied customer. Next. If your bank makes you feel like this it's time you talk to us
0: connect first credit union bank on a brighter future welcome i've seen them everywhere folks i don't know where the new budget's coming from and <laughs> so our next oh, ad- first calgary right oh are they oh i didn't realize yeah, they're that first the calgary, first first calgary. calgary. they're everywhere they're sponsoring I mean, everything oh. folks. it's kind of crazy i'm like they they're making, making a lot more,
1: more fees than they were before who knows
0: who knows um our next ad is with Pod Power so with Pod Power our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta Podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a pod power shout out to Bookwoman. Bookwoman is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing indigenous stories. Three Metis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics. Social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more about Bookwoman at bookwomanpodcast.ca. Okay, so we're gonna talk about race day, but Caitlin, what are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> okay, so race day Sunday. Um I woke up and I had plans for 9 a.m. to meet with a family friend for coffee. Yeah. Um, and the race time was the night before and I'm like I'll just wake up early and watch it and then it's like as soon as I saw the the night before that um they had a delayed start I'm like no I will not be watching this because we know f1 race timing when racism when rain is involved so yeah and good thing I didn't because it was a very long time to watch if you watched through all the delays it was, yeah, I don't know. It, it was honestly, I was ready to hit the sack, before, like with what forty-one minutes to go, and they raced for forty-one minutes, and I'm like, I could go to sleep this whole time.
0: So the delay was for two hours, um, and, and
1: that, was, that was the the red flag delay. There Sorry, the all, red oh, flag oh, delay. Restart delay.
0: <laughs> I forgot about the restart oh. delay. Rough. It was just all around bad um yeah <laughs> it was just bad so we were trying to think about how to talk about the race I, I think obviously like the low lights were the freaking race start delay and then started for three laps ish maybe and then signs had a pretty big accident and then all of a sudden we're sitting there for 2 hours and <sighs> i pvr'd it folks and i didn't pvr enough of it like i had to i should have done like three more episodes of other things afterwards like that's how bad it was I'm like oh my god but there were some interesting things that happened aside from the accident um Caitlin which one should we talk about first um just just in general I think we have to start with the accident though right because that's kind of the trigger
1: of everything yeah um that's my best what's her name uh from the TikTok Mm, Zoe one does a yeah if you know don't her, even know no <laughs> your free
0: page is definitely different than mine.
1: <laughs> it's fine okay um so yes we start and we have a delayed start because of weather because of rain um but mm-hmm. they end up starting anyways um and what happened max and charles were um on the start line and charles actually got the better start he did but then you see, he breaks for the corner max didn't even break i don't know but he just <laughs> powered through that first corner on the outside and regained the lead um it was a very impressive start i was like oh! i actually really enjoyed that no crashes on the first corner either i know
0: which was so wild it's especially fun. with the weather yeah
1: but um as shanka has alluded to we did have a big whammy from carlos signs on like lap two and he just <laughs> like hydroplaned
0: yeah there's nothing he could have done and he spun it, like sorry, hydroplaned into the barrier. Um they were on interns when they
1: started started, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it just was like sad to see because he's been
1: I, I had Carlos on my grid rival team again. I <laughs> I had the money in my bank to choose between him and Charles and I chose him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've just given up, folks, on my team. It's real bad. It was real bad. Um, but basically, the accident happened. And you see, this was initially kind of funny. Um, because you saw, like, a giant piece of, is it Rolex, Caitlin, that they're doing ads for? A watch brand. I can't remember which one, folks. But just on the top of Pierre's, like, AlphaTauri car, he's, like, driving around. And you're like, oh, my God. This, like, whole thing just feels like a meme and apparently he says actually what the hell is that which is amazing that's amazing because we all knew what it was he just looked ridiculous and actually if you look up photos of like Pierre Gasly advertising on car you'll see it it's just the giant chunk of something nice. but this is where it gets like kind of hairy um yeah so obviously he damages his front wing he has to go in and then is back out before the red flag, and then everything sort of goes south.
1: So <laughs> yeah, we, Shanika and I actually spent time before this episode to clarify this chain of events because it's yeah, it's so weird <laughs> involving Ghastly. Um, but I think we got it down. So Science has his crash, and then was it from that area? The advertising yeah. board came off, and it hit um, Pierre and oh, when was the okay so that hit, that happens before the safety car is deployed so after science is crashed it becomes a yellow flag mm-hmm. and then it the advertising board hits um gassy's car and then it's deemed the safety car comes out um but pierre goes into the pits he has to change his wing um and he comes back out um and has to try and catch up to the safety car um he's in dead last he has to catch up to everyone um and then something yeah he saw something (laughs) (laughs) and um before we get to what that was like that he he catches up to the back of the pack um but because of conditions and they have to get signs his car Mm -hmm. comes a red flag and all the drivers go back into the pits and they get out of their cars. Um, and then F1's reporting on this like lap by lap thing. They're like, um, quote, ghastly angrily demonstrating in the garage. Safe to say he wasn't too <laughs> impressed with how that first lap unfolded, especially as his potential advantage by being on the wet tires may have been neutralized with everyone now able to swap from the inters if they want to. Now, I know. <laughs> Oh, that's not why he was mad <laughs> because, da, 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 there
0: was a freaking tractor on the track and Caitlin just spoke about Jules Bianchi and how he actually passed away and it was because there was a tractor on track and he hit it um so as a spectator we were shown what it looks like from Pierre's car and you can actually see him see a red flag but literally like 0.5 seconds later maybe a little bit more obviously not 0.5 seconds um you can see like the rough outline of a tractor and him like kind of react to it but the thing is folks he saw it so last minute and it was like very scary from that view but he wasn't the only one and I'm surprised that um I tried to find the footage of this later uh I only found it on Twitter, but even from the other driver's vantage views, like there was Daniel Ricardo in particular, the folks don't see the tractor and it's really, That's really scary. Bad. So the tractor was out obviously to remove Carlos Sainz's car. Um, but, uh, so anyways, it seems as though I, I just don't know if the teams were notified. And the reason why I say this is it was Checo who told Christian Horner. Said this Checo was the one who told the team, Hey, there's a tractor out here. Um, and Alphatori never told Pierre. And also, when we talk about like danger just beyond the tractor, um, there was also still a steward on the track. So when Pierre like made another turn, he passed really close to a steward too. So there was just like, such it was just such a mess like so much potential for something to go really sideways especially in a place where there's like low visibility carlos signs just hydroplaned. like let's not forget that he was driving fine (laughs) he just hydroplaned, and like your reaction time regardless if you're going fast or slow with something like that it's just you can't do anything really
1: yeah so fair to say That is why Gasly was pissed. And people started realizing that afterwards. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's so weird that... Because they were still saying like he was going pretty fast when he passed the tractor. And it was because he was trying to catch up to the train of the safety car. And like you were saying, it happened like almost instantaneously for when the red flag announcement was made.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So I think what's interesting is when he like Pierre got immediately in trouble obviously because <laughs> that's how the FIA is um he was given like a 20 second time penalty as well as points were added to his <laughs> Caitlin's face are you serious I didn't know this yeah um it- points were also added to his license so for oh, folks you know you it's like a normal demerit system so you hit a certain amount and then you aren't getting in trouble you can't race the thing is though the FIA put out the statement being like Pierre was speeding blah 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 after that the drivers were very vocal um on every social media platform being like we cannot have this happen like there cannot be a tractor on the track and I truly think Caitlin I think with them going public and being like vocally upset that that's why the FIA came out with the second statement saying like okay Pierre wasn't <laughs> It was like, yes, Pierre was speeding, but we also acknowledge that he probably was shocked because he saw a trailer, like a truck um, on the track. Like, anyways, they tried to like kind of walk it backwards a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of the drivers that spoke out, um, Sergio Perez named Jules Bianchi, like in his tweet, he said like, we already lost Jules this way. We can't do that again. Mateo Matteo Benito made a statement too saying like it just is unacceptable it can't happen Lando I think asked about Ocon like everyone said something because at the end of the day like these drivers are the ones that can die um obviously I think what was interesting is Karun a Sky Sports right um folks I think forget there are stewards involved so he was like this is you know we can't just think about the drivers there's also the stewards and people were very upset with his tweet they were like I don't know why folks like we have to be feel scared for the drivers but also the other people that are out on the track um but yeah it's interesting i I think the fia said they're going to do a full investigation now after all of that but caitlin what i think is kind of like weird is i feel like the last few races they've made weird calls like this like remember was it last race where they started the race like they had the lights go green again, and there was still a steward on the track.
1: Yeah, I don't remember, but th- that's wide open.
0: Yeah, and I remember oh. the like commentators being like, "What? Like, surely that's a mistake." But it's like this is now a larger mistake. So I have no idea what's going on.
1: that seems like I don't fully know the operations of these tracks, but I feel like that is track operations. Um mistake like if <laughs> dictates like these shouldn't be happening this shouldn't be on the track probably mm-hmm. at this time stewards need to be off the track but it just seems like a downfall um miscommunication maybe i think that's like the one
0: thing that we've learned is like they just did not communicate
1: these two tracks haven't been on for the past two years so i'm oh. do with it
0: uh, that's actually you're the only person who let us said that and I've been on Twitter trolling about this a lot. That's actually a very good point. Maybe it's just like muscle memory. Like people just can't, they're not there yet. I don't know. Um, but what I think is challenging about the FIA is like, it honestly feels like until these people like go through, I think they need to fire everybody folks personally, because it just feels like do, there's do t- a full hockey Canada. Yeah. They got to do a full hockey camera because and we know it's feasible players. for like organizations to do that. We
1: just saw <laughs> it happen.
0: Deservedly so. Absolutely. Um, but it just feels like it's an old boys club where they all have handshake deals about what is allowed and what's not allowed, which is why we've seen so much inconsistency throughout the season. And why I think a lot of fans just get really fed up with the sport because One person gets a penalty for one thing in one race. And then the next race, it's nothing like this. Someone else can do it and it's fine. Um, these mistakes in the last two races with stewards on the track, or in this case, a fricking tractor, uh, there are things that can't happen, but there's no accountability. And I think that's the piece that's really bothersome. So it's like, how do you make change when there's no accountability? When everyone has like weird handshake deals,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That's when you fire everybody. Like, <laughs> truly, you can find so many people that want to work in Formula One. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess like the only the other thing from the race is we have a world champion.
1: Yes, but that was delayed announcement. Ford <laughs> so, um, is a meme. <laughs> I know absolutely. So, um, a bit of pretext um we learned my cat is scratching Help. um so we learned that it was after the events of spa 2021 which was a horrifying experience for all um the fia has implemented new rules um for partial points uh, awarded to races that don't go the full distance and rightfully so honestly I'm pretty sure we were talking about this after spa yeah, yeah it's probably better cover this because that was an atrocious situation to watch well <laughs> they have done something about it and it's kind of ish complicated but it makes sense so it's like if they make it a quarter of the race they're awarded like x many percentage of the points like 25% mm-hmm. of the points and only the top 6 get the points and then if you make it to 50% of the race like top 9 get the points <laughs> um, but not full points but not half points oh. at least either <laughs> Um, and then if you make it to 75%, I think it's, you get
0: full. full points. I think
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, So yeah, these rules are implemented now. So um, because we had the very lengthy delays. Um, Ooh, yeah. The race was not a complete race. They, only, they went 28 laps is what we're seeing. Um, Max finished on 28 at least. Um, so that was more than half. So half the points points were awarded one through nine got points Max came in first Charles technically so Charles and Checo had a really good Mm -hmm, race battle going on at the end of the race there for second Charles ends up coming out um on top um against p2 and Checo p3 but (laughs) (laughs) on the technicality um Charles went off track and gained an advantage is what it was deemed and I think that's pretty fair to say yeah Um, so he got a penalty and turns out Checo got p2 in the end um and Charles got p3 but that was only announced after the race and Max needed Charles to finish p3 or lower to secure the bag (laughs) and so with this technicality pushing Charles into p3 that's exactly what happened and yes long story short Max is the world champion right now
0: (laughs) double world champion he didn't even know. I don't if anyone's seen the cool down rooms during the race or after the race. He was like, Yeah, but I didn't win. I didn't win. <laughs> then it was followed by someone being like, Oh, no, you won. He's like, I won. He didn't even know. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's wild. Because yeah, he's and- like, Charles came in second. Like,
0: Yeah, exactly. He thought he was racing another race. But this is another thing where it's like, Bro, why are we waiting so long to know who has won the race, baby? We got to know. We got to know.
1: I know. Absolutely uh, well. But to be honest, Um, I think the FIA this is like at least showing a backbone um, to knowingly give Charles like um, a penalty yeah knowing it would hand max the win but it's like it was deserved so doesn't mean they have a backbone it's like a (laughs) glimpse of a backbone (laughs) I agree um yeah so
0: Max won and it was like Caitlin and I both didn't watch the podium to be honest. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> a I'm so sorry. Um, we were watching this for a very long time, but it was good to see uh photos and video clips and stuff coming from the team. Obviously, so happy to have him win again. Um there's four races left, so Max gets to, I don't think he'll just chill, obviously. He's four.
1: Different. Isn't it just four? Uh, or we so US, Mexico. No, Brazil not. and Brazil four yes four yeah so
0: I don't think he's gonna just chill I think he's still gonna be competitive
1: oh yeah um, he's gonna have, he's gonna have fun being competitive though
0: exactly way more fun with it but yeah Max world champ again we
1: kind of knew that this would happen
0: I feel like very early on in the season
1: <laughs> now okay tying it all back to the very first point we were talking about the cost cap though what does the FIA do will it affect this year.
0: Whistle. I I don't know. Like, I don't think you can blame the drivers for the team's decisions, but I think if you're looking to penalize the team, it would be with the constructors
1: mm-hmm.
0: because we know that they make money off the constructors. Folks remember where they finish is where they can make some money. So if I was to penalize them and do it there, Cause I don't think you can blame Max. Like, as much as people are like, Max is he a bear crying. It's like you can't blame him. He's not the one designing the car. He's not the one behind the scenes making decisions. Not, but he's benefiting from a good car. That's another thing. Because we know as much as like we talked about a tractor today, typically the tractor on track is um the Mercedes. So
1: oh
0: <laughs> if you're watching the video, Clover My
1: cat is... does love me. I swear <laughs> she does not look at me. I know, I know.
0: oh my god um yeah that's where I would hit them constructors if the FIA clarifies and they find that it was spending tied to like the vehicle actually no in general if that was the threat the threat that was given was like any expenditure over the cost cap you would be penalized Mm -hmm. in the constructors stick to it penalize them
1: reveal it in full
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think like, I don't know what else you do. Like, this season has been weird. (laughs) The drivers we love are on top. um, Our grid rival teams are being demolished. (laughs) You know what's really funny? The work one that I'm doing, I never changed my team.
1: Who's on your team then?
0: I have um I had both I have both Ferrari drivers. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh and I think my coworker Madeline has both Rental drivers. So Oh, so she's number one then. She's winning. Yeah. I think she's winning. Um and then I have Pierre. <laughs> Of course you put Pierre. Of course you did. I know. I'm sorry. This is the beginning of the season. I had faith <laughs> in our boy. And then I just never changed it.
1: You'll have faith in him in a new better car next year, too. And I know this.
0: Yeah. Um. What was the final um standings for the race? Do you know?
1: Let's see. Le- oh, God. I'm in a pit of F1.
0: Dot com right now oh god oh I pulled it up okay thank you so if anyone's curious um this is what our list looked like obviously Max Verstappen taking number one um also winning <laughs> everything oh, the sorry. penalty Sergio <laughs> nice. Sergio was in second followed by Charles and then Esteban Ocon hmm. very nice and Lewis Hamilton Sebastian Vettel in P6 baby Oh, he wasn't kidding that he loves his track. Um, Fernando Alonso in P7. And oh, this is why I wanted to talk about this because of anyways. George Russell in P8, Nicholas Latifi, P9.
1: He you gets know his what? points this year.
0: Love that for him. Honestly, can't hate. It was just, it was just what happened. Uh Lando Norris in P10. Danny Rick, in P11. So say what you will. That's like a pretty close finish between the two. So,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And to build on that note, they've been, I think they've been close the past few races.
0: Yeah. Even last race, they were fairly close. So, I don't know. Um, Lance Stroll was in P12. Yuki Sonoda in P13. (laughs) K-Meg, who's also my great rival team, P14. um, Alpha Romeo, P15 and P16 with Valtteri and Guan Yu Zhou. P17 mixed Schumacher, P18 Pierre Gasly obviously wasn't able to. Pierre catch Gasly
1: up. didn't even pass Schumacher, huh? With a <laughs> 20 second penalty that I'm pretty sure Schumacher lost a heck of a lot of time trying to make his wets work when everyone else was switching to interest. i could so, <laughs> I'm like, like, so. Oh.
0: Um and yeah, so the people that didn't finish Alex Doblon and Carlos. We talked about um Carlos, but less so Alex. He just had another, he had an accident, couldn't really get out of it. So
1: I want to touch upon yeah. um Seb because we did see him, he took the the risk and he was the first driver to go from wet's to inters and it paid off for him and he came out P6 in the end.
0: I know, and the Aston Martin. Which Amazing. is like six spots higher than Lance Roll. That's experience, baby. That's what it gets you. A call like that where you're like, I think this is the play. But and he's made that call before and he's fumbled the bag. Oh, 100%. It's also a little bit of luck. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> what race was that? Was it Sochi? Mm-hmm. Which one was the one that Lando was leading? Maybe. Yeah, that's Sochi. Yeah, I thought it was... The one that Seb also was like, yeah, let's switch tires. And
1: then was like, bad idea. <laughs> These are not working. I remember that. vividly. <laughs> not the track. I remember. I remember yeah. the situation. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. Right. Um, in terms
0: of the races for the rest of the season, like we said, heading to Texas next. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. I thought I forgot it was in Texas. Um, Because <laughs> weren't we just in the States? for vegas
1: for vegas no no for miami, miami. <laughs>
0: there we go Jeez. the vegas race is this in november in November. yeah mm. um that mexican grand prix followed by the brazilian one which is one the mexican one we really loves
1: Last yeah we and i think we should make a pact to try and go to the mexican one yeah, yeah. i'm down um,
0: And then Abu Dhabi to close it all off. So yeah, we're
1: Ooh, at least on. we know this Abu Dhabi will not be as controversial as last year. There there could still be a controversy <laughs> of some sort, but it will not be the Max versus Lewis title deciding decision from Michael Massey controversy level. Exactly. Hopefully, it's just someone fun
0: wins. They set off some fireworks. It's a good time. Um, there's a, the one thing we wanted this season, we haven't really got Caitlin, which is an unpredictable podium.
1: Yeah, no, they've all been really predictable. Very
0: routine. So with four, okay, let's not do that. The GP is next. What is your prediction for the podium? What are we seeing?
1: <sighs> okay. Prediction without the top four drivers.
0: Ooh, okay, like that, like
1: that. Um, I think I have high hopes for. Hmm, I feel like Alonzo would be fun to win. Um, Lando. I'd love to see Daniel do well, but I'm not going to hold out hope for that one, actually. <laughs> I mean, if Daniel did Schumacher. well... I still need Schumacher to do a very, 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 very good race. If he can get a podium, I will absolutely just pass away. I was going to say, if Danny Rick gets a podium
0: at the United States Grand Prix, when he's cosplaying like a Texan, <laughs> um, I I think there's truly nothing better. So, <laughs> but also you make a good point about Mick, right? Because he's right now driving for his uh, for a seat, is he not? Yeah, technically, yes. So, Mick, show us a little something, something. For me, I am still holding out for a Lewis Hamilton win, I tell you. I am, I don't know if he's in the top four drive. No, he's in the top six. So I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I just want him to win something so badly. But if he, he does win this season without yeah.
1: a win, has he yeah. ever had? I think so. Yikes yanks
0: indeed so anyways um what what other surprise is what I like to see I don't know what's going on with Alpha Romeo they showed to be so promising at the beginning of the year so if Valtteri could swing something I don't think that's possible to be honest I don't but think Valtteri's
1: a consistent driver anymore <laughs> last year under
0: I don't think he cares though he's got that multi-year contract baby he's good yeah
1: yeah.
0: Those are our unpredictable predictions. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> well, let the drivers slide to their
1: DMs and be like, please. Absolutely. Please, please. Oh, Shanika, you should organize in Calgary at Hudson's again to watch the American and Mexican GPs.
0: I know, that's actually a good point. I should, I will. I'll call some places. Because the Mexican, the U.S. GP is what next week?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. Like a week. Jesus. So that's no, like a is it? It's yeah. It's not dinner, this. Or? It's not this weekend. It's yeah. the, the following. class. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So okay, I'm getting sewered a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, because I really look forward to these races too to watch them in like at a bar or something. But your girl is signed up for Sunday class happening on November 4th and November 20th, which is <laughs> when the Abu Dhabi races. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> and then that is it. I, I'm also it's it's actually gonna be a really good one. It's the indigenous um relations. Oh cool. And business and entrepreneurship stream. So it will be very interesting. I'm just like oh, have fun, push it back. <laughs> or like move this course i don't want to be too insensitive but like someone come on come on (laughs) but it's fine and then i'm also on a volleyball team and we had like i signed up under the promise it was going to play either tuesday nights thursday nights or the occasional sunday right um all our games are scheduled for sundays (laughs) and i'm like that's not what i signed up for No, I don't know, man. I might not be able to wash them in a bar because I'm literally dying on a volleyball court. Oh my God. That sounds not fun. What a time. Last semester. Killing it. Hey, but you're gonna be done. Truly, so close. So close. So close. Okay, well, folks, that's today's
0: episode. If you like what you heard, um, I actually saw people reviewing us on Spotify. So thank you for doing that.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Um, review us on Spotify. Email us, text, send us a DM. I don't know all the things. I'm really tired. I've been up since five. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) and I actually have to go into the office tomorrow. But that is all, folks. Yikes! Yikes. Okay, stay checking, friends. We'll see you in two weeks.
1: Sounds good. I think that sounds right. Okay. (laughs) Bye,
0: everyone.